What's up and welcome to the Primal Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Jay Campbell. Thank you guys for listening. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Uh, this is a little project I have that I wanted to call the Primal Fitness Podcast. And I want it to be all about getting swole, bro, and eating spinach, bro, and getting med protein. But um, I kind of realized when I was starting to put those ideas together that I knew so many people that had different things to offer. offer that weren't necessarily fitness and nutrition related. Uh, today's a prime example of that, and most weeks are a prime example of that. This has been a, a dedication to people who are doing their thing. Whatever their thing is, um, I've had a photographer on here, I've had a professional wrestler, an MMA fighter, a biohacker, a doctor, and every week I get to chop it up with somebody who is usually a lot smarter than me and usually very dedicated to the craft, whatever that may be. And that's really been the whole essence of what I'm trying to do with this podcast is just chop it up with people who are passionate about what they're doing, who seem to have found an enlightenment in what it is they're doing and obviously have the discipline to do so. I think that's something that uh, we all have to I don't want to say we all lack but it's something that uh we have to fight through pretty much every day. I think everyone is is put on earth for a reason. Um not to get too, you know, religious or spiritual not not in that sense, but you know, I think everyone has something on the inside that they really want to be doing or need to be doing. And we get into that a whole bunch on the podcast today which I'll explain in just a second. But um that's that's been that's been the cornerstone idea to this whole this whole little project, the Primal Lifestyle Podcast. It's it's something that I use to supplement the other areas of life that I'm interested in. So for me, it's health, fitness, anti aging, martial arts. That's that's where my wheelhouse is, and I do my best to offer uh, insight and knowledge to to what I know, primarily through my blog, primarily through recipes and uh, different forms of of social media things that I post. But um, the essence has been people doing their thing, people following their primal instincts and doing the thing that they're meant to do. So today I have my buddy Spike Grant on. He's a stand-up comedian. He's a voice actor. He's a wealth of knowledge. He's an extremely enlightened and intelligent individual. We talk about pretty much what I was just saying, a form that he and I call resistance. So a force, I should say, called Resistance. And we read a bunch of books, which, you know, I guess uh, we get a little bit nerdy too, but uh, pretty much different philosophies having to do with what we should be doing, when we're supposed to do it, and what's stopping us from doing what we're doing. We, we talk a whole bunch of stuff. I don't want to give too much away. We, we get into his stand-up comedy and voice acting as well. But um, it was probably my favorite podcast so far. I think it really captured the essence of what it is I'm trying to do here. I think I say um a lot less than every other podcast. We had really great dialogue, and I hope you enjoy it because I sure enjoyed recording it. And as always, the Primal Lifestyle Podcast is brought to you by Onnit, O-N-N-I-T. Uh, 
This is a company I talk about pretty much every week. It's the only affiliate. It's the only sponsor of the podcast. It's really... Now, I use different supplements and different um, brands from a bunch of different companies. So there'll be more... Um, There'll be more companies linked to the podcast in the future, I'm sure of it, and I'll talk about those products. But for right now, the company on it is life. I mean, they they really have nailed the total, uh, total human optimization, as they call it, down to a T. Pretty much every day, I'm using one of their supplements, whether it's their MCT oil, their Alpha Brain, their New Mood, which is a uh, it's a supplement I take at nighttime. That's a serotonin enhancer. Has a 5-HTP, L-tryptophan, vitamins B6, uh, cat's claw, a couple different uh, medicinal uh, relaxing herbs that you take at night. Pop a couple capsules. I usually break them open, put them in a smoothie or something like that. And um, that that's one of my favorite products. They have a whole bunch of stuff. If you are interested in anything total human optimization, please go to primaljedi.com slash on it. That's our affiliate link if you... Uh, feel like supporting the podcast whatsoever, even just going over there and checking things out would help. But if you do purchase anything, please use coupon code JEDI at checkout, that's J-E-D-I, and get yourself 10% off. Pretty cool. I even get to use that that coupon code, so I use it all the time. Save 10% on anything in the store, ranging from exercise programs to any of the supplements I just talked about. You can buy kettlebells, weights, battle ropes, maces, clubs, pretty much anything you can think of uh, you can find over there. All those, uh, all those tools, all those pieces of equipment are also pieces of equipment that I was certified by Onnit to learn how to use and to teach. And if you're interested in, in training any of those tools, if you're interested in personal training or just strength and conditioning, coming through for a functional fitness class, please check out statenislandmuaytai.com. That's um, Staten Island, M-U-A-Y-T-H-A-I. I know that I say that so fast sometimes. People are like, Staten Island, what? Staten Island Muay Thai. Muay Thai is an ancient martial art that we teach at the gym and strength and conditioning is a program that both enhances your physical capabilities to do those martial arts and for the the general guy who wants to get in shape it's a great opportunity to learn functional fitness toss around a kettlebell learn some new and interesting workouts that no one else is really doing in any other gym and get in great shape so again primaljedi.com slash on it check it out and StatenIslandMuayThai.com for all your strength and conditioning and personal training. So here we are. I'm going to set you guys up. I'm going to send it over. This is uh, Spike Grant, stand-up comedian. And I haven't done this yet because I didn't want to be that cheesy guy, but we're eight or nine episodes in, so I, I think it's okay to ask. If you guys are enjoying the podcast, if this is your first episode or your last, if you want to do something nice for somebody today, I would very much appreciate a five-star review on iTunes. I cannot give myself one. I do not. I'm an Android guy, so I don't have. Uh, I can't. I don't even know how iTunes works. I, I we're on there. <laughs> Send out a bunch of emails, and I know that um, we we got on there, so that's big. But um, as far as I know, we have a zero rating. I don't think anybody. I I could be totally wrong, but as far as I know, uh, I don't think there's any any reviews, any really too much literature there, and that's that's partly on me for not really asking or promoting that but if you guys are enjoying the podcast whatsoever if you're getting any valuable information or if you're just a friend want to support a friend a five-star review would really help our cause from what i understand that'll get us more listeners more attention and um that might even help us get more affiliates so we can save more money on cool products 
Anyways, Spike Grant, stand-up comedian, voice actor, uh, total genius as far as uh, his philosophy and his work ethic goes. I hope you guys enjoy. Check it out. Yeah, we were just uh, doing a bunch of voice acting techniques and whatnot. So, you know, just working on becoming a voice actor for animation or whatnot. Uh, That's what you're doing now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like Still. that. I like uh, animation. I like because, you know, I get to be myself. I get to be a lot of uh, – I get to envision people and create, like, you know, different placements and different voices. So a lot of voice acting is pretty much – being confident and just being yourself. Yeah. So, you know, you have to envision people and say, okay, even though I got, you know, this role, who is it? Who is it? Who, who does it remind you of? Create that person, create that character. And a lot of people think it's just about, you know, you having a unique, unique voice. Like, no, it's just about, you, you got to create the tool within your yeah. voice. So, it's you a know, form of art. Yeah, it's a form of art. It's, it's, yeah. it's great. And I love it because, that's uh, cool. I love it because uh, a, a few friends told me to do it. You know, a few comedians told me, hey, you should uh, do this. And then uh, I met, you know, one woman who helped me to meet, you know, my teacher right now. And he's awesome. He does everything in the business. And uh, my girlfriend, she was the one that pushed me to really do it, uh, just continue it. And I said to myself, you know, you got to work on your craft. And I took... A class, another class, and I took another class right after that, and I plan on taking more classes because you know, really like speech classes, like oh, uh, uh, not really speech classes. They're more like you know, they're they want to they want to teach you how to get in character, but how to use your voice better, how to tame your voice, how like you know the mic's gonna pick up your voice, how you don't you don't have to use volume. Like, the volume has to be, like, you know, it doesn't have to be high, you know, or they'll teach you about how, like, different placements with your voice, like, you know, how to sound like a dog, or how to sound like a mouse, or... <laughs> how do you sound like a dog? Like, you'd be like... <laughs> yeah, so, like, things like that. Like, they'll, they'll, they'll show you that, you know, uh, how to sound, like, you know, with a list, like, hey, guys, how you doing? Hey, hey, hey. Like, yeah. like that, you know? So, they'll show you different techniques you can use that they don't teach you, you know when you go to do auditions or whatnot. So they teach you that you, you, you have to do certain things while you're in the audition and you'll be a step ahead of most people. So I think it's a it's it's a great class because and people might say to me, like, why do you take a class? Why wouldn't you take a class? You anything you do, you're just bettering your craft. You're yeah. Becoming better and it's just like when you're working out. Yeah. You work out like if anybody said, oh, why are you doing strengthening and conditioning? I'm pretty sure you do it for a lot of reasons. You know, yeah. it's not just, oh, because I want my body to look good. I want to feel good inside. Sure. And, you know, there might be a, a plethora of other reasons why you have strengthening and conditioning and what you do, you know, because everything works hand in hand. I was, we were doing the Lion King yesterday and I was Zazu. So I'm not really good at accents. And I said to myself, you know what? I got to take this other class because, you know, it's going to strengthen me as, you know, a voice actor. I'm going to have that in my Rolodex of voices. So it's something great because when I, when I'm able to do stand up, you know, I, I, I'll have voices and it'll, it'll make my, uh, my act outs better. 
Because, you know, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm just writing right now. I'm just writing. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. I, I love it. I just can't wait. I can't wait to I can uh, get an agent. And yeah. uh, I'm able to actually do a lot of work or whatnot. Because it's it's something that I started to realize with stand-up, voice acting, or whatever you do. You're an artist. So you got to treat it like you're in the gym. You got to treat it like that. Yeah. You know, you got to treat it like, listen, this is your craft. You got to do it, you know, every day or when you can do it. And you have to find a way. You have to make a way. And you have to make yourself better every single day. So yeah. it's like you. You you do strengthening, conditioning, multi-boxing. Uh, you know, you work out, uh, diet and everything. Same thing. Yeah. You have to understand. Well, for me, that applies a lot to um when I first started getting into coaching. That's where... I started after my first couple of classes, I realized that that's where the art was. It was like the first couple of classes I planned really meticulously. I was like, we're going to do, you know, this type of warm up, these type of stretches, these type of lifts, this type of sprint, this type of that, this type of flow, wh- whatever it was, everything was really planned out, you know, like pen and paper, sat there, studied it, was nervous my first couple of times doing it because it was, you know, half a dozen to a dozen people in front of me. Like they didn't really know what I had to give and I didn't really know what I had to give myself. So everything was really planned out meticulous after like the second or third class. I'm like, fuck this. I'm like, let me go in, treat it like a canvas, do what I feel like doing, you know, like kind of really get to know my guys who are training with me, see where their strengths, their weaknesses are and make their weaknesses, their strengths, strengthen their strengths and have fun with it. And it turned into like, like what you said, more of like a, like an art, as far as like working on myself, it's it's uh, it's a little different. I can't I can't really explain why I I am the way I am. You know, it's like right. it's just I think there's always a voice that that I feel inside. Like I know it as resistance. You know it as resistance. Oh, like yeah, there's yeah. something that is just kind of deterring me all the time. And it's like you always have to conquer it. And for yeah. me, that's that's like the gym. It's always been. Believe it or not, it's the toughest thing I do. It's not like everyone's like, oh, it's it, it's so easy for you. You love it. It's not. Like, it's never, I never wake up in the morning feeling like, I can't wait to go to the gym. I can't wait to lift something. I can't wait to go to Muay Thai and spar with somebody and get punched in the face. There's no part of me that looks forward to it. You know, oh, yeah, it's yeah. like every time it's like, this is what I have to do. It's like, it's it's a voice. It's right. like, it's literally like a voice in the back of my head. Like, you have to do this, dude. Like, this is this is what you're meant to be doing. Right. Weird. Like, uh... It's funny because I always talk about like, you know, how uh, your mental is really important, you know, and uh, yeah. I always talk about how, uh, you know, you, you you have to just, even if you fall, you know, even if you fall, even if you stay low, eventually you got to get back up. Eventually you have to do what you have to do, you know, sure. and uh, because I, I've even said with myself, you know, because I know, as you know, I suffer with Crohn's disease and whatnot, and that can be very hard on itself. Yeah. But you, you have to just change everything that you're doing and say to yourself, I have to be stronger about what's going on in my life. I have to mentally prepare myself yeah. and I have to understand who I am. It's all about awareness as well. You yeah. know, I think with anything that you do, you know, that's part of resistance. There are going to be things in your head that say, hey, listen, uh, you're, 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 you're not well right now. Like, do you think you should go all the way to Sydney to do this? Yeah. Well, you've been doing this for years. You're not here. No, you can't listen to those voices. You got to just fight through them and, you know, do everything you got to do. Like, even if you have a routine every day, it's going to turn into a habit. Routines turn into habits. And, yeah. 
those habits are going to stick with yeah. you. Yep. So you got to knock that out the way. We should explain resistance for people listening, like why they keep using that word. So I, I know you as a stand-up comedian. Right. Like, like we were just talking about when, when you walked up. We used to see you outside my old job when I used to work at a restaurant and you'd be hanging outside, chilling at the bar, whatever, making us all die. Right. Right. <laughs> We'd be yeah. sitting there cracking up, laughing. You know, like you, I don't know if you were practicing or that's just your personality, but you know, you, you always a had, bit of both. yeah, you, you always had, uh, you, you always had us dying. So I, I knew you was that, like, I was like, you know, became friends on social media or whatever. And, um, I'm like, all right, this dude's a, a stand-up comedian and you know, he's doing his thing. Cool. And then, um, you know, I started posting some of the books I read and the biggest, you know, I, I tell everyone it's, it's, I don't even have it here because I, I lend it out so much. Like I give it to different people. Um, the war of art. I think I, I posted two something. copies of that book. Do you? Yeah. It's funny because a, a guy on the bus kept telling me about it. It's a random dude. The guy that like, I don't, for some reason, I feel like, you know, the universe, God, whatever you want to believe in, sent him to talk to me because he used yeah. to say, you know, I do this type of work but I play the drums. And he was saying, like, you need to buy the you know, the War of Art. And I was like, you mean the Art of War? He's like, no, no, no. It's the War of Art. Yeah. So I finally had picked up the book. I don't even remember where I got it from. Maybe The Strain. Uh, maybe Bars and Holes. But I picked it up. I read it at least twice. And I was like, hey, I really like this book. Yeah. And uh, from there, I bought other books from there, like The Motivation Manifesto. And, you know, I've had the 50th floor before that, but the the like Stephen Pressfield's books, you know, I just like them a lot because he just speaks about yeah. you know what's stopping you and you know what you need to be doing. You know, well, I haven't read the other ones, man. That that was one that I read and it was just like he just he nailed it. Oh yeah. So so what he talks about in the book is um pretty much two parts and um the the first part has to do with um a force that the author Pressfield describes as resistance. So everybody has something that they're doing, whether it's whether it's a professional level, um, maybe, maybe they're looking to, uh, they have a, a dream or um, some kind of uh, expectations or goals to move up in their job or they're a musician and they, they want to make a name for themselves and, and be able to do something with their music. They could be a stand-up comedian, they could be a personal trainer, they could be an author, a writer, a, a movie script writer, screenplay, whatever. Everybody has something. So anybody listening probably has something, something that they, they want to do that's in the back of their mind that's that's there. And for some reason, they're not able to, whether it's to set aside the time or, or some people call it discipline, they, they don't have the discipline to sit down and do it, whatever the case may be. For some people, it's getting in shape. For some people, it's like, you know, they, they look at themselves in the mirror and they feel like that's not them and they see somebody else, whatever. There's pretty much anything that you want to do, but there's something stopping you from doing. The author describes that as resistance. The second part of the book, he breaks down the forms resistance can can come in, get that, that can show its face. So that could be in people, that could be in uh, social media, being obsessed with social media, being obsessed with this or obsessed with that. And he pretty, pretty much describes resist, resistance as the devil, something that's always there, always being a fucking prick. And something you constantly have to fight the third part of the book is um and he wrote a second book uh turning pro yeah so turning pro I, I see I, I don't really know how to describe that i guess that's like when you you know uh i think i think to get into that you really have to read the book and like really kind of figure out what it is you want to do and what you're trying to do your goals and uh once you can kind of 
uh, manifest what, what you need to be doing and, and what your points of resistance are, you, you turn pro. So if you're a writer, and but you're a writer who doesn't write, you need to face that resistance, figure out why you're not writing, and attack that shit every day. Go to war with it. Go to oh, war yeah. with that resistance that's, that's so stopping important. you. And it could be a person. It could be someone in your life. You know, a lot of times it's family. A lot of times it's it's a friend who's who makes funny and brings you down. A lot of times it's yourself because you put something on social media and you get one or two likes and you put your heart and soul into it. And you're right. like, what the fuck? You know, it's so th- there's different forms. And anyways, I, I got a little bit off track. That's how I ended up being like, I, I need to have him on the podcast because he get not not only is he doing his thing, creating his art, whether it's through stand up comedy or voice acting, but he's also, you know, he, he's. He also understands resistance and probably like me, like if, if you read that book and, and you kind of understand that it's something you face off with most likely every day. Oh, yeah. Like, like we all do. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's we funny. lose sometimes. But. It's funny because like I was telling, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big guy who talks about how resistance is something that we all have and you, you just have to conquer it. Whether you're going slow at what you're doing, you know, whether you have fallen and you realize, you haven't realized that, you know, you're not doing what you love, you got to just get back up eventually yeah. and say, hey, listen, I'm stronger now. Uh, nothing can stop me because you can't get anything back from the past. Yeah, You can't have, because that's a big part of resistance I think a lot of people have is like, well, I should have started when I was younger or I should have did this. And it's like, sure. listen, I understand that things were messed up, but you got to say, hey, listen, brush your shoulders off like Jay-Z said in that song, get up and just keep going. Because you yeah. never know what could happen. You never know. If you just keep going and realize, hey, I messed up or this happened or that happened, forget about it. That's the past. That that You can't get it back. That's something you just can't get back. You, you're not going to be able to get things from the past back. You live in the present. Especially time. Right. It's like as long as you understand you live in the present, yeah. what you do in the present is going to affect. Like, of course, your past affects. But what you do now matters. Right. Like I can look at, you know, what I did when I was 21 and let it bother me. And that's a big part of resistance. It's like, listen, you can let that bother you or you can say, hey, I'm here right now. I realize and I accept everything that's happened. Let me just get up and do what I do. What's the worst that can happen? I fail. There's a saying I like. Life is short. You know, everyone knows that saying. Life is short, but life is fucking really long, too. Right. You know, like you got time. And even one of our one of our other authors who wrote The Alchemist, he said oh, something yeah. about uh, you know, one day you're not gonna you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna have any more time. Yeah. Do it now, you know. Yeah. So like that's another great book. Fucking it. Was the yeah. number one book in my heart that I I I I bought that book for my brother. He and me and my brother are pull opposites. Bought that book for my brother and he was like, Oh my gosh, it's a really good book. He recommended it to my mother. I bought it for my girlfriend, you know, and I love it. I tell my friends all the time about it. I just love the book. You know, you just got to go for your dream and there are going to be obstacles in between. Sure. And you just have to keep going, do what you got to do. Yes. I was reading that book and I I always, the one thing I love about that book and I don't want to tell too much about it, but I think one thing I love is how uh, he was getting sidetracked with women. At one point in the book, and he wanted to the girl stay. In the forest, yeah, sure. he wanted to stay at the o- o- oasis. Yeah, and she told him, like, listen, and even even the alchemist told him, you know, listen, this is what's gonna happen to to you. You know, every year that you 
you don't yeah. follow your dream. You know, you're going to go after her and this is going to happen. And, you know, he fell in love with her at the Oasis and she told him, like, that bitch was great, though, man. She's like, nah, go do your thing. Yeah. I'll be here. Yeah, that was great. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, because he fell in love with another girl. Remember in the beginning of the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. like, oh, he's getting sidetracked and, like, he got yeah. robbed and everything. Yeah. And then he had to sell, well, he had to sell, like, what, crystals or whatever in the book just to, like, get to his journey. Yeah. And, and yeah. I love that because I'm like, that happens. That you have obstacles and like, sure, it wasn't just a book saying, "Okay, well, he's gonna get to this," and you know that was his journey. That was his real, you know, journey that he was going through. That was his dream. You know, he he could have settled as a shepherd. You know, that was that yeah. was a settle. Like I, I recently yeah. myself, and this is something that I I recently went through. I almost took a job at a big corporate, you know, just for money, and I was just like, yeah. no, like. Get that waiter job. Get that flexible job. Like, do what you got to do. If you have to bust your behind, and a lot of people don't understand it. Like, I'm I'm currently reading a book on the working actor. It's a really good book for anybody who's like an actor or whatnot. I I got that from my teacher, my voice acting teacher, and I, I was reading it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is really good. You know, and you 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 don't want to quit. Like a lot of people, are like, oh maybe you should think otherwise. I'm like. But as long as you have someone in your corner, or not even your, not even anybody in your corner, but as long as yourself, you know, you say to yourself, "This is what I want to do in my heart," and you have maybe one or two people supporting you, and even if they don't support you, do it. Don't let resistance, don't let anybody stop you, because yeah. that's the problem. Like a lot of people just they 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 need validation from everybody. Like you know, yeah. my parents didn't care. They're like, "Hey, as long as you're not going to jail." You yeah, know? as long as you're not doing something stupid, you know. Which, yeah. I mean, I didn't, you know. We, I was, I was a kid once. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I've done. I still do stupid things sometimes, but adult stupid things. Well, know? that's tough. I mean, you know, that's that that could be a form of resistance, or that could be, you know, like, like for me, you know, I I worked at a restaurant for a long time, and and that's what I was doing. I didn't really have an end goal. You right. know, it wasn't really. So now I have it's it's not really a nine to five it's like a it's a six to two but you know it's a nine to five like it's it's, it's whatever. But you still believe? Yeah, you gotta yeah, believe yeah. in yourself because like I think that's the big part of it as well. It's like yeah. you you say to yourself, I gotta believe so much in myself. Eyes on the prize, right? And that's 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 really the the, the thing. It's like I I forgot where I was reading this one. It was uh, I forgot what book it was. Maybe it was Think and Grow Rich. Maybe and they they said something in the book about. How this general, he uh, had his whole all his ships go to uh, this island, and they burned their ships. And he said, "Yeah, nobody can leave until you know the war is done." He's like, and it was uh, do or die. That's how you have to be. That's yeah. how you really defeat resistance. Because yeah. once you become you know complacent about things, and you know you're just comfortable, yeah. content. Well, you got to do the thing. All right, whatever it is, you know, I mean, do it. And sometimes it's corny. Like, like I'll give you a perfect example of like of this this thing that I'm stuck in. So I'm on a, a big thing with like the the fitness and health and nutrition is you know I coach and I, and I personal train, and I've dedicated all of my social media to that to to what I'm doing. And it comes really naturally because I do it every day. One thing I I didn't want to do, but I see a lot of people on social media doing and are very successful is they're constantly sitting there with a phone in their hand. Right. Like, 
with the camera, like, like to doing like these selfie videos, talking to the camera, you know, saying like, you know, I, I made this thing. I did this thing. I'm doing this workout. They set up their phone. They press record. They put in the corner. They do their whole workout, edit it, put the, you know, the good parts up. And, and they, they have this whole marketing thing, which I saw right from the get go. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Right. I'm not, you know, I, just, I wasn't comfortable with it. You know, it was like, that was my discomfort with, with being in front of a camera and wanting to do that was, was my resistance was a, maybe a form of resistance in me saying like, okay, like this plus this equals, equals this. I said, this will help me a lot if I do that. And my form of resistance was the, the what ifs, like it was a fear, which fear I call false evidence uh, appearing real. Right. And my, my false evidence appearing real, my fear was, uh, what are people going to think of me? Like I'm, I'm, I'm 30 years old. Like, what is it going to look like? I'm sitting there with a the phone in my face all the time. You know, like my family, they're all like blue collar, you know, uh, police officers and uh, union workers and whatnot. Like, what are they going to think of, of me doing this? Am I going to have to hear it from them? Um, you know, am I going to be the butt of a joke at this party? If I'm sitting here talking about the smoothie I made and the, you know, the, the benefits of Tian Chi, like Chinese apt, uh, right. adaptogens and stuff. And like, all this like cornball stuff that people, certain people, will be turned on by and it will help certain people but other people are like you know like what's, what's this dude doing like has he lost his mind you know and like that was that was something that you know i'm getting more comfortable with now because i realize that's something i should be doing like i should be showing my i should be showing this is this is me this is what i'm doing i'm owning it and in the back of my head i know that that will be more receptive than just you know taking a picture of of a, a kettlebell or like this for example you know, like I, I had a blog, I had a blog for about the last two years and I pour my heart and soul into it. You know, like every blog I do has, you know, two, three, four weeks worth of research. Like I take notes, I'm listening to podcasts all day, sitting there like, like, you know, I, I sit on the toilet, man, I'm reading strength conditioning journals. I'm doing all sorts of things to get solid information whether it's YouTube videos or, you know, whatever. And I, I put a lot of work to these and I'm like, shit, man, I'm like, you know, I've been doing this for two years. It's not really, I said, what about a podcast? Like, what if I did that too? Not like instead, like, what if I did that too? You know, like that was, and that was something I, I flirted with for like a year. I'm like, man, what if no one listens? Like, what if, what if it's stupid? Like, I, what am I going to spend all this money on equipment? What if, you know, I'm, I'm five episodes in and I can't even think of anyone to bring on and I don't want to do it myself. And it, all those what ifs. You know, I got to punch him in the face. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. they're always, they're always there, man. It's resistance. It's in my head. Yeah, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's it's crazy because it's like, I think for me, it was like, you know, uh, oh, you're getting older and, you know, you have certain things that are stopping you. How old are you? Oh, I'm 29. I'll be oh, 30, me too. Yeah. I'll be 30 in, uh, in January. I'll be 30 in April. You yeah. Got about three months. Yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy because like you, you have that whole, uh, like you have this whole idea that, oh. When will I make it? Or when is this going to happen? Yeah. Or when will this happen? But you just got to keep going. You can't listen to the voices. You can't listen to other people. You just got to keep going. And uh, I think my whole thing was, oh, okay, are they going to like me? You know, why the, Why is this happening? Why are my personal issues messing with, you know, what I'm doing over here or that? But I think, you know, as you, and I, as you get older, you should be more wiser. And I think I'm getting a lot more wiser with things and decisions I'm doing, like taking voice acting classes, I think was yeah. a great thing for me. I think uh, doing that for me and uh, having my girlfriend, my mom, my friends support me. And even if they didn't support me, I, I still would have done it. But I, I'm very thankful for people like my girlfriend and, you know, my friends and whatnot yeah. who uh, 
pushed me to do it and said, hey, listen, you got to do this. Because to be all, all in all honesty, a union job just isn't for me. Like, think about it. I got a pre-existing condition, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And a lot of times, you know, a lot of those jobs, they don't care if you this happens or that happened. You miss too much, you're going to get fired. Now, you have a job that actually flexible, supports your dreams, supports whatever you're going through. I think something in my head and something around me said, this is what you have to be doing. Yeah. You know, if you settled and said, okay, well, I'm going to get this big job because they give me security, security, and, you know, they give me benefits and pay. Pretty much what they're saying to you is, we're going to take all your time away. We're going to take all your energy away. But we gave you all of this. That's the bargain. That's... <laughs> And that was a form of resistance yeah. at first. I was like, all right, how is this going to happen? You know, how am I going to do this or that? And luckily, I have people in my corner who are like, don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, if you have to bust your behind till you're this age and you get it, just do what you got to do. Yeah. Just research, just learn. Like, currently, I was reading this book called The Tao of Comedy. And I think it helped me so much because it was talking about meditation. It's talking about. When you do comedy, you have to know about yourself. You you gotta write about yourself, write about your thoughts, write about your story, who you are, uh, write about what bothers you. You know, uh, it also it just taught me so much on how to calm the voices in my head, and yeah. you know, just I've been reading so much about how to make routines, like do this, do this, do this every single day. Are you still doing stand up regularly? Yeah, yeah, I'll do it here and there. Good, you know, I'll do it here and there. I'm gonna go harder. Good. I definitely go harder with the stand up, you know, because that's what I got to do. How do you go about writing? So, like, if you're, you know, you have something coming up, is it like, like for me with my writing, I, like with the blog and whatnot, I kind of do it when, when I feel like doing it, when, you know, I right. discover something or something's on my mind a lot or whatever it is, you know, I'll go off. But I imagine with stand up comedy, it's totally different. Do you make time to write or is it like you just kind of think of things, shot like, it down? So, I was always curious about that. Sometimes I have like a book in my pocket and like I always like like to keep around books on my phone. And if I have an idea, I'll write it in my notes or I'll write something. And because you, a lot of times it comes from me speaking. Like I'll say things uh, through conversation or I'll write something through a journal. And yeah. like I'll say something how I, about coffee, how like, you know, or Something about what happened with my girlfriend. Like, I wrote about us going ziplining with her two lesbian best friends and how I was punking the hell out, you know, this summer about it. But yeah. I, I couldn't punk out about it because, you know, I'm the only dude. And, you know, I was just joking about how she was just going through a whole obstacle course. Like, you know, she's done it before. And my black ass isn't ziplined. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, you call this a double date? I'm like, huh, really? You want to go try my double date? Let's go to the hood, do a shootout, you know? <laughs> it's like 200 feet in the air. So, like, yeah. I, I just talk about things that's on my mind. I just write it over and over because I also have another book that says, even Mark Twain, he wrote everything over and over again. You can't just, and that's a form of resistance as well. You think that, oh, wait, this isn't good enough. But you got to keep writing it over and over again. Sure. Getting on stage and trying it out. And if it doesn't, you know, work out, you you understand that you have to, uh, you have to keep getting up every day, you know, every day or when you can make time, getting up and trying it out. You know, it's just like working out in the gym. You know, I advise people if you're gonna do stand up, buy a little camera, you know, so you can uh, 
pretty much watch your film. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like football. You know, they watch film. Yeah. You watch what works, what what doesn't work. Uh, the book, the Tao comedy, also told me to watch uh, Seinfeld's uh, uh, documentary, Comedian. I was, I was watching that as well, and I was like, okay. I've been watching uh, a, a bunch of stand-up as well just to, you know, just learn. You learn a lot more because you could never stop learning. So yeah. I just like to, like my influence are Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, you know. And uh, I just like to write journals, write what's on my mind. You know, right early. I want to ask you. I was wondering, like, who, like, who your like biggest influence are? Chris oh, I Rock, love Dave Chris Chappelle. Rock, Dave Chappelle. They're yeah. like to me, they're just like you know everything. Cause like Chris Rock, bigger and blacker. When I was, you don't a kid. age, man. Oh yeah, no, I don't. I don't. It's just weird. No, you don't either. But Chris Rock don't. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, no, he does. He's, he doesn't at all. He's, nah, he's he's great. He's great. Like, he was MIA for a bunch of years, man. I seen him pop up like a year or two. Bro. Yeah, it was he like exactly. I, Exactly the same. Yeah, I think he was in a movie with Adam Sandler, looking younger than hell. It was crazy. Yeah, because like his last stand up before this one was in two thousand eight. He had, you yeah. know, he he just came out with stand up last year. Him and Chappelle, and uh, to me, I just think they're just they're brilliant. Yeah, and that to me, like everything, like he, uh, bigger and blacker to me. I loved that as a kid, just watching everything he said. He was unapologetic about so many things. He was just very real, and I just loved. Chappelle for like just how unique and genius he he, he is. <laughs> so I just like but he's fact, got the, he's got that voice, man. Oh yeah, he's just he just like even when he had Chappelle show, Killing Me Softly. I loved Killing Me Softly when he talked about Sesame Street. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Bitch, I live in a fucking trash, trash can. can. <laughs> yeah. I'm the poorest motherfucker on Sesame Street. <laughs> like, the kids walking over with homeless people like get together, the grouch like. I thought yeah. that was I thought that was genius. I was I, I was like, you know, I got a voice too, and yeah. uh, there's a lot of funny things that happen in Staten Island all yeah. the time, you know. Yeah, and I used to just like everything that happens to me, I, I I'll write about it and I say, okay, this is interesting. This happened to me, yo. This is weird or stupid. This is crazy. Let me write yeah. about this. So you know, I I just I love to write, you know. And like I said, you if that's part of your craft. You know, if you're a comedian, whatever you are, don't let resistance get to you. You gotta, you gotta get up and do it. That's the thing, man. I mean, well, you gotta identify it, right? Identify that shit and figure out what to do about it, right? Slay that dragon. Yeah, that's it, man. When did you start doing stand up? I was uh, sixteen. You're 29 now. Yeah. Oh, so you've been doing it for a minute. Yeah, I was doing it uh, for Ooh. a minute. That's awesome, man. Yeah. You ever um? You ever come up like totally flat, like you know, like you get up there and it's just like just wasn't working for you. Oh yeah, I think that happens with everybody. Yeah. That's that's a, that's the inevitable. Like yeah, that's gonna happen. I've gone to a couple shows where it happens, and it's I, I don't. It's like a different feeling, man. Like your stomach just feels empty immediately. A good friend for, of mine. For the, that's not that's me sitting in the crowd, right? Feeling that way. A good friend of mine told me that you just have to have a short memory, short memory with it. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, you know, like if it happens, you identify what happened. But you don't let it bother you the next day. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna happen. You know, it's it's gonna happen, and you just gotta keep going and believing. Yeah, and say, yeah, hey, yeah. there's another stage. Let me get better at what I, what happened. You know, it's just like yeah. if you play basketball, football. I'm pretty sure you're not thinking about the last game that happened. Yeah, you know, if you're playing basketball, it's 82 games, right? Football, yeah. 16. So, oh yeah, you gotta move on. Right. Yeah, I just wouldn't imagine like in the moment. Just be like, oh my god, 
Like you have Crohn's disease. I was wondering if like you shit, shit a little bit yourself or something. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> I, I knew it was funny. I I try not to eat before I go. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, you 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 have pain, you be like, Oh my gosh. But sometimes you just like it, it's more so like I'm I'm working on my diet. I'm working on becoming a better better person for myself because I, I I've identified the problems that hold me back. And you know, like it's, it's so funny because I tell people all the time, like, no, I don't take drugs. I don't. I don't drink excessively like crazy. That's not my problem. I think my problem with resistance has been like, okay, I have to identify what stops me, you know, health wise. And I, I, I've had Crohn's since I was ten years old. So I discover new things every day. Like you know, you see something, you're like, okay, this might hurt me. You never know. So it's all about identifying what's your triggers in anything. Yeah. So. That's what I'm doing right now, you know, as a 29-year-old man. And I have to understand, you eat that, that's going to stop you. You know, if you it, – it, a lot of stress, you know. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand. They think that, you know, just it's just foods. I'm like, no, it's an autoimmune illness, no, you I, know. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, so, so much of the realm of, like, what I look into with nutrition, uh, because people who want to, you know, lose weight and be in shape, it's, it's pretty – it's pretty simple like this is, it's a pretty simple formula as far as nutrition goes you know it's like eat a little bit less eat more greens eat you know better quality proteins whatever and and you'll see results right but for so much of the realm that that i study and that i see it's people with de- dealing with autoimmune disorders or um you know uh, gut gut dysfunction or, or whatever like all these different things so i was curious about that if you were um a, do you have like a certain diet like as far as like um because I know a couple different autoimmune protocols, um, and I can recommend. I can actually give you. There's probably some books around here that, um, if you wanted to check out, I know. Oh, great, thank you, uh, Doctor Terry Walls. She has something called the Walls Protocol, and she healed uh, a really severe. I think it was um, uh, multiple sclerosis that had her bind to a wheelchair. Oh wow! And she came up with this whole diet, and she's like running marathons and whatnot, and you know had this whole this whole amazing recovery from it. So there's a lot of. Um, there's a, there's a lot of different things out there that I could definitely set you up with. I could even email you some information, whatever. But I was curious about that, man. Cause oh yeah, because it, it it affects your mental as well. I bet. I tell people all the time. I'm like, you know, I I I got Crohn's when I was ten years old. So like, you know, you're 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 young, so you know you you don't understand what's going on. You uh, I was in remission for a while, so like, you always get people who say to me, "Oh well," that think they know what they're talking about. They always have these ideas that, oh, you're sick because of this. And I'm like, no, because when I was 10 to, through 19, you know, I wasn't drinking. I wasn't, yeah. That didn't happen. You know, yeah. I'm like, you have to understand there are many factors that go with Crohn's. And, you know, in no way am I trying to make an excuse or anything like that at all because, you know, I went a whole year without health insurance and I pulled through with everything. Yeah. But after a while, you get tired of it. You know, you get tired of, you know, certain things and, you know, you've been dealing with things for a number of years and, you know, surgeries and everything. And, you know, it, it just gets exhausting. So that's a big form of resistance. And, you know, people not might not understand what you're going through. But I don't I don't ever try to play the victim role with, with it, you know, because I know there's other people going through things. And, you know, I always just say, hey, I'm going to pull through. I'm going to do what I got to do. You know, and uh, as long as you have your friends, people pulling through for you with things like that, of that type of resistance... You'll, you'll, you'll get what you got to get. Yeah. Because your health is the most important thing. You can't do anything without it. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, and so many sick people too don't don't understand that what you take in can have such a major impact on healing your body and ultimately like it's, it's even for me it's like it's a spiritual thing like for me to be able to do what I do like today I, I worked I worked out at four o'clock this morning got a workout in did my six to two came home hung out with my fiance for a while you know chilled around the house went did an hour of hot yoga came here doing a podcast and I feel great and it has in my opinion it has a lot to do with you know like the stuff I'm putting in my body right. if I was like you know if I was waking up early and, or waking up late or whatever, putting shit in, you know, just eating like whatever the fuck. Being around bad people really, too. Yeah. Like, I, that's the thing too. I, I tell yeah. people all the time, like, if you got some bad people around you, like, cut them off. Yeah. Let them know. Like, because like, I'm, I'm a big guy on communication. Like, I, sure. like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't like the whole hints thing. I'm not a passive aggressive type of, type of guy. Yeah. I like to tell you, like, listen, you can't do this. Like, you know, yeah. if you grow and you become better, then I can see you coming back in my life, but you know you. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not good with when you have people who you were really loyal to, yeah. who are just gonna ghost on you. Like I'm not really good with that because you know I'm, I I, yeah. I I was always a loyal person to people, so you know I, I'm the type of person like you know I like to communicate with people. Yeah, and I like to let them know. Listen, can't do this no more. Uh, I gotta do what I gotta do. You know, it's not the personal, but yeah. you're doing too much, you know. Yeah. People go through shit, though. Oh, yeah. You know, I see it all the time. and that's t- It's tough not to take it. Like, if somebody does, like, disappear for a while, it's tough not to take it personal. But you just got to understand. Just be, uh, you know, if they do hit you up, just be positive. And, oh, yeah. And, you know, re- reinforce whatever good feelings you have for them. Because me, I, I'm never, I always tell people, I'm like, listen, I don't, I don't dislike anybody. Yeah. You know, I might dislike your actions. Sure. But I still wish you nothing but the best. But like you know, yeah. if we do, if we can't see eye to eye, because I don't really like to fight with people. I'm yeah. just, I'm cool. I'm chill. I just like you. You dealing with like a chronic illness and yeah. everything else. It's like people don't understand when I'm. If I don't answer you, I was like, it's nothing personal. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. just. I do what I gotta do. It's good. You have a healthy mindset. Yeah, you're, like you're I think in a good place. You're doing things you love. It's it's, it's beautiful. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I'm like you know you deal. You know, with chronic illness, sometimes it's like, oh yeah, a lot of shit going on right now. Can't yeah. be dealing with, with with people's emotions in, in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah it's people, a lot on your plate. Nah, yeah, it is. It's like, oh, you yelling at me about this? This is happening. Okay, yeah. all right. Time out, please. Just tell him fuck off. Yeah. What are you gonna do? At least for a minute. So I have um, I have one more question, uh, and it's for. I guess like anybody who's looking, uh, who's interested in doing stand-up comedy, um, I don't, I don't know that I am per se, but me and um, I'm in a group group chat with a bunch of my buddies, and um, we make memes of each other pretty much every Friday, right? Like abusing each other. And a couple of them are really fucking good, like really funny. So we have a little contest going on. We got like a point system, whatever. You know, one of the kids who doesn't really do it too much is a judge or whatever, and get you know rewards points and whatnot. So I had this goofy idea of um, me and my buddy. I'm like, dude, we should do an open mic, like some kind of stand-up comedy. Let the kid Mo, who's who's another kid in the group text, judge who's funnier, who gets the most laughs, who prepares the most, and we'll make some kind of bet with it. Like my bet with him, like if 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 I won, if I did better, I'll probably make him do like two hot yoga classes with me. So, oh, okay. And and he's like, <laughs> I mean, if you saw him, like you'd be like, oh, this dude ain't doing no fucking hot yoga, All right? You know, so and then like for him, I don't know, he might make me do something retire who knows i don't know so we had this idea not saying that that's will or will not happen but 
what advice would you give to somebody who um, isn't retarded like me and actually is like, you know, considering getting into that as a hobby, you know, and they maybe think they have like a gift and they, and they want to get into it. What, what are some baby steps or not baby steps that you would take to getting into that? I would say to write, you know, a tight five minutes of stand up. Um, like write a good opener, good closer. You know, obviously, you know, it's kind of like meeting girls, yeah. whatnot, opener, closer. You know, something that, you know, in, write about yourself, obviously. Write about your problems. Uh, go to open mic. Uh, then, you know, go to stand-up comedy clubs, meet people, you know, and uh, just meet people that are actually have shows or even if they don't have shows, meet everybody and say, you know, I'm just this new comic. You know, I just want to, you know, get up, you know, and be around comedy. You know, do open mics, do as many mics as you can, and, you know, work out your, your material and just keep writing every single day. Uh, watch comedy. Watch as much comedy and try to find your style. Try to find out, you know, try to find your voice. You know, you, you, you're you not going to find your voice right away. Yeah. But if you, you do find it sooner or whatnot, you know, watch comedy. Uh, write, write, be true about yourself. Don't ever... Don't write this like don't write to impress people. Write about yourself and what's funny and try it out on stage. And if it works, keep it. If it's not working out the well, you might have to go back to the drawing board or whatnot. But uh, you know, after you write the five minutes, you're gonna get a ten and a fifteen because you know there are different spots. You know, different uh spots in the order of doing stand up. There's uh, you know. There's like, you know, guest spots or whatnot. There's features. Um, there's the headliner, and that's, you know, you got to do that for, for years or whatnot, you know. Um, you know, there's a lot of times where you're the new guy. You'll be up front, you know, five minutes or whatnot. Yeah. There's a host, you know. So, yeah, you just, just got to study everything. You might be a great host. You know, you might. Obviously, eventually, we want you, you want to get to be a headliner, you know. Uh, another thing, make sure your, your, your business is, 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 as well. Get business cards, you know, uh, with your information on it. Uh, make a press kit, your biography, um, a video, headshots, cause that's how you're going to get paid. Yeah. That's, uh, that's how you're going to get work. Might, might I say, you know, that's how you're going to get work. People identify who you are. They see a, a video with type five, 10 minutes or whatnot. And I, I just say learn, just learn so much, just be around it, you know, meet people. If you got to throw your own show, do that, Yeah. you know, to, to get people on and, you know, if you got to do that, then do it because yeah. just be around it and, you know, uh, work on getting auditions, work on getting the comedy clubs. That's important. You what know, are some good spots for like an amateur, like somebody who's just getting into it? Like maybe well, I, know, I, know, I know we have the Looney Bin. I actually I went to a show there once. That was cool. But um, I know that uh, there's a place called Harlem Nights in the city. Okay. And uh, I have a I have a friend that does open mics at five thirty. Cool. It's like uh every Monday. I think it's uh at five thirty. Yeah, five thirty. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, five thirty p.m. You just sign up. Oh, oh what now? There's 20, 20 slots. Yeah. So like after twenty slots are you know up, you know. If you remember, send me like any any of the information that like we're talking about. But right. that let me know and I'll put it in the show notes and stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because I have a, I have a few friends that do some things and you know 
you just get around it. And, you know, there's a lot of great people who will, uh, who have stage time, who will help the young guy because they understand. So, you know, yeah. don't be discouraged by, you know, any failures because stand up is really, you gotta, you gotta work your stuff out. You gotta work your jokes out. You gotta create a set and you gotta, you know, it's, it's, it's a process. Yeah. You're not gonna become, you know, overnight. There's no overnight sensation yeah. or not. Like everybody had to work hard to get what they had to get, you know, because oh, yeah. some people, you know, like it, when you look at your, the shows that, that, that are written on TV, it's a lot of comedians writing those shows, you know, yeah. a lot of, because, you know, they had to write their own jokes and, you know, had to go on stage and try that out. So, yeah, stand up. You, you can have a lot of opportunities if you understand what it is. You know, it's like you just have to be confident. Yeah. Keep going through the, with the process. If you fall, if you say to yourself, you know, this has happened or whatever, listen. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if people don't believe in you no more. Look what happened with, uh, what's his name? Uh, basketball player. Oh, uh, D-Rose. What happened yeah. to him? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, listen, I think that was so inspirational, the fact that he had... What is he doing now? Like, that that game was a couple of days ago. Is he, like, back to, like, scoring, like, going, like, 8-2 and two and stuff? Like, oh, I haven't, I haven't watched that recently, but... I'm I, so I, curious. I watched, I, you know, I watched that, a little bit of that game, and, uh, you know... He uh he did great, yeah, he, did, he did great. It he was beasted out, man. That yeah, cool. because you know he listen. That's like anybody can say like you know you have injuries in any type of sport. You know that's a form of resistance. You know that's something. Fuck I, yeah, that's something yeah. I say. Hey, listen, your yeah. career is over. He did. You didn't let that stop him. You know, yeah. if anybody's like, oh, you know, he didn't. He's acting like he wanted. No, no, that's not even it. Like it's the fact that. He got to do, got to get fifty points, even though he had bad knees and bad legs, and teams gave up on him or whatnot, and said, "No, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna work hard. Yeah, I'm gonna do what I gotta do." So, I think, you know, with when it comes to resistance, I like to look at a lot of athletes as well, you know, and how they came back, or yeah, just anybody that's inspirational. What did they do? So, you know, it, it helps me a lot. Yeah. That's big, man. Me too. Yeah, yeah, it helps when, me a lot. When you, when you see guys who uh, are able to pick themselves up when they fall down like that, it's big. Oh yeah, that, that, that's real big because you, you need stories like that. You need to yeah. understand that. Hey, I, I I went through the same things, and you know you're gonna be alright. And yeah. you, you can't let the voices, you can't let the critics, you can't let anybody get you or say anything because eventually that's just gonna be a blur. Yeah. You can't like when I think the 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 biggest form of resistance is when people talk about your past and they say, "Well, remember when you used to do this?" I'm like, "Yeah, I used to. That was then. This is now." Like, you can't tell somebody who's doing great how bad they used to do because currently they're doing awesome. Yeah, like we all did bad at some point. So if you have that form of resistance, you can't just you you can't let it bother you. You can't. Yeah. You know, that happened in the past. You know, you just got to keep making momentum. Momentum is going to beat resistance. Yeah. Momentum yeah. beats resistance all the time because you're just constantly moving. It's like with Drake. Like, people can say well, as much as they want about Drake, but, like, when he first came out, this guy had momentum like crazy. Like, 
it just kept going on and on. And, you know, no matter, like yeah. people, people say, oh, you know, whatever battle or beef he goes through, you know, losing to whatever, or whatever they might say, he's still going with the music and whatnot. So it's just like anybody, you know, just have momentum, you know, be prepared, just do everything that you got to do to win and you'll win. And I'm I'm realizing that a lot myself. That's big. Dude, this has been um, my favorite podcast so far. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I think this is the seventh or eighth, something like that. But I guess we'll wrap it up. Where can people find you on online? And you can find me on uh, Instagram, Spizzy Spike. That's S P I Z Z Y S P I K E. Spizzy Spike. Also, that's my Twitter handle. Uh, I think that's my yeah. That's my uh, that's my Snapchat. Also, and then Spike Grant on Facebook. Awesome, man. And you have any shows coming up? Any events? Like any anything in like the the near near future that you doing? Couple of stuff. I'm gonna post on my uh, post on my social media. So uh, check it out. Good shit, man. Yeah, uh, I'll be sure to share it. We'll throw it in the show notes. And um, anything else you got? No, not really. Just look out for me being a great voice actor. My man, yeah. good, bro. Just trying, you know, trying to work on uh, trying to write some movies and stuff like that. Hell yeah. And pilots, so you know, look out for that in the future. Be in resistance, you know? Good shit, man. Thank you again. No, thank you.